Oh shit, we don't have a theme song. Oh shit, you're right. What are we gonna do? I don't know. Like, do we get, do we have time to buy something? No, no. We just we just have to rip. We're gonna no, just rip, rip it. Oh shit, it's the nostalgic front. A podcast from Patrick and Reem. We like movies, TV, and games. Junk food, juice boxes, forgotten things. Oh wow, that was that was adequate. Yeah, that was like pretty good. Yeah, are we just gonna use it for every episode? I think I think we should. I think we have to. Thank you for listening to the new Nostalgia Front podcast. I'm Patrick Hasty, and I'm Brandon Reem. How is it going, Brandon? Oh boy, Patrick, let me tell you. Yeah? It is uh-huh. going. Uh-huh. And I can't confirm this. I mm-hmm. talked to my sources. You heard it? It is going fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic, buddy. I love it. Gabon, 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 gabon. Goddamn. Now, okay, it's been a while, you know? I mean, we did our guest episode last week, but we, we've been missing these fun sizes episodes. We got to catch up real quick. Real quick. Top of yeah. the show. Catch up. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. What have you been up? What have you been up to, man? Oh boy! Tell well, me. I had a uh, well, you know, the uh, fiance. She's been uh, her comfort uh, show at the moment's been a little one called uh, Dawson's Creek. Oh sure. By the way, sure you are a hundred percent right. I rewatched the first episode just to see how fucked up the theme song is without yeah Paula Cole. It's very funny. It's trash. Yeah. Where have all the Paula Cole songs gone? Thank That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, she's been watching that. So uh, we've recently watched some of the spinoff movies. Uh-huh. Not so much there, like that the stars got any any movie basically uh, with the cast member from Dawson's Creek that has Paul Walker as a co-star. <laughs> we've watched. Yeah, sure. So Varsity yeah. Blues, uh, uh-huh. Skulls. Uh, That's it. Yeah. That's, That's it. it. Yep. Oh, I guarantee let me just you, say, there's a Katie Holmes Paul Walker movie. Let me look it up. You keep talking. And let me just say that one of those movies is aged very well, and one of them is aged very horribly. Yeah. Uh, Varsity Blues does not hold up. Uh, the oh. tweeter character uh, canceled 17 times over. <laughs> That's what I would think, right? He, yeah. He, uh, yep. Uh, That's one but, of those uh, movies the soundtrack... That- is fucking on point because it's an MTV production. Yeah, so, so they got good music. They're able to get all of these crappy '90s bands. Which, speaking of crappy '90s bands, the Skulls uh, has a great Creed scene in the middle of it. And I'm tell uh, you this. let me just say, the Skulls is fucking dumb. Yeah, and I enjoyed every second of it until I fell asleep. You tweeted prior to us recording today, or I saw it prior to us recording today. Yeah, a clip from the Skulls. And I have had higher by Creed in my head this whole ever since. Me too. Me too. Me higher. I, I, I'm gonna after we get done here. I'm gonna go watch the clip of them from Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. football. That's so <laughs> with awesome. all the with all the streamers. I'm sure we've talked about it on the show, but do you know that the time Scott Stapp was staying in the hotel with 311? And no. So Scott Stamp was staying in a hotel with 311. Yeah. And he was mad because this was after Creed was done and he was kind of a joke. Uh-huh. And he goes into <laughs> the story that 311 told you know. was that he went into the bar, the hotel bar, right, and just wait. announced, 311, it's time to fight. <laughs> One second. One okay. second. Okay. Uh, do that anecdote again, mm-hmm. but uh, up top, you have to say, stab me if you've heard it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Stamp me if you've heard this one. Uh, uh, but so, so the ro- hold on. So the story goes, and this was like happening in real time. Like TMZ was reporting it. Like there was a fight at a hotel between Scott Sapp and Three Eleven, and the okay. rumor was is that he walked into the hotel, the bar, and said, Three Eleven, it's time to fight." And people are like, "Well, that sounds like that could be made up." And then hotel video footage shows, and it shows Scott Stapp walking into the view, and it's just like you could almost read his lips mouthing, 311, it's time to fight. Yeah. Well, I guess Scott Stapp had to settle the goddamn score. Oh, yeah, yeah. Should have been dead on a Sunday morning bringing my hair. I... It's Torn, a joke. And I'm guilty. Creed had Creed ripped when I was that age, man. I remember sitting with my buddy Jonathan Marshall. We were writing songs for Rusty Needle Tattoo Parlor. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we need to write a song. And Jonathan's like, right. okay, I'll write the lyrics. Um Court is in session. Uh and I was like, buddy, you can't we can't just write the same yeah. song. Yeah, one. The only one. way is one. one. Yeah. Uh, goddamn. Now, I'll tell you what I've been up to a little bit. I, I uh, taking a, a page from your guys' uh, Halloween uh, list, watching a Halloween movie every day in October, I'm watching a holiday movie every day in uh, December, uh, Stacy and I are. And we're doing it a little different. We're not, we didn't make a big list beforehand. We're just no. every night picking one that we think we want to watch. And we're trying to do stuff we haven't seen or not necessarily that's not necessarily what we're trying to do but we're not just watching a christmas story Die and hard. elf and and maybe we will as time goes on but so far i want to tell you on the first we watched christmas chronicles have you seen this no kurt russell i've heard plays, good things he plays santa it's it's good then we watched on the second watch the flintstones Day of christmas the flintstones family christmas i loved it mm-hmm. while you were sleeping on the starring, third day of Christmas. Yeah, on the third day of Christmas. While you were sleeping, starring Sandra Bullock, which, if you remember that movie and you saw it in the 90s, rewatch it. It's way better than yeah. I thought it was. I don't. The story's don't way her. better. I don't huh? mind the Bullock at all. No, not at all. You like it. With a finger up your ass, too. Uh, then on the fourth, we watched Christmas Chronicles 2, which, according to me and according to Rotten Tomatoes, better than the first one. We got an Empire huh. Strikes Back situation. You know, uh, I'm looking forward to is some Christmas chronic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then last night we watched this movie that was on, I don't know what it was on, but it's called A Very Muppet Christmas, and it was from 2001, and it's a, uh, uh, it's like the Muppets, but it's all done by NBC, so like the cast of Scrubs is in it, and like huh. uh, Joe Rogan from Fear Factor's in it and shit. It's really <laughs> weird, but it's good. Whoopi Goldberg is in it. Uh, but so we watched that. Now, that was fun. Here's a complete aside. Uh, here's a segue for it, too. Did oh, God. make it a complete aside. An aside uh, and seen, a... Are you guys going to watch Love Actually? Cards out. We got an aside and a segue. Yes. Go ahead. Are, have you seen about... Uh, have you seen uh, uh, Love Actually? I have not seen that film. Oh, well, it's a Christmas movie, I yeah. guess. But uh, the director also made this movie. Uh, I like watching the random rom com here and there. Yeah. And uh, because they're just very light, watchable movies. And I saw one get a lot of love on a Reddit uh, thread 
But uh, we watched this movie called About Time. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's supposed to be great. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it seems like it's this weird time-traveling rom-com that's just about trying to hook up with Rachel McAdams. And it yeah. uh, winds up being about way, way more. And I highly suggest it. I just want to say that. And and that's got know. General Hux in it, right? It does. It and does. So I remember- Hux that, fucks. When that movie, and I don't know why this happened. I don't know if it was because- I don't know if- I just happened to see an early trailer or if it got pushed back. But that was a movie that I saw a trailer for like Horrible two years trailer. before it came out. And yeah. was like, oh, that looks really good. And Very then I just trailer. never saw it come out. And so I've never seen it. But I recently saw somebody on Twitter making uh, tweeting about how great it is, it's too. A, it's a deeper, like, it's got uh, good themes and uh, highly suggest it. Also, I highly suggest uh, we wrap the top of this up, eh? Bring in this awesome guest we got. We have a fantastic guest today, so uh, we'll take a break, and uh, we'll bring him in now. Uh, sound good? Sounds fantastic. New Center 3's Nancy Chandler on Toys for Tots. The holidays are exciting for children, but not every child gets a chance to enjoy them. <laughs> Frankly, the holiday excitement that most kids know all about just isn't a part of several thousand lives in our area. When you buy toys for needy tots, you make their holiday season one to remember. KMTV3 and the United States Marine Corps Reserve urge you to take new toys without gift wrap to high V stores through December 14th. And we're back. Ooh, what a good commercial. It was a great commercial. It was a fantastic commercial. You know what I've been thinking, Reem? Let's huh. stop Let's stop doing these fucking commercials, all right? Ex- except for when they pay, of course. Well, yeah, if there's money ca- coming in, yeah, for sure. You, yeah, the whole yeah. show's a commercial in that case. But because then I don't have to edit all the fucking time. I don't have to go to YouTube. I don't have to go we'll find a Cheerios commercial from 1982 or whatever the hell. Uh, just a thought, just a producing thought we could go for. Um, speaking of a thought. We've got a <laughs> T-H-O-T thought. We've got a hell of a guest today on the show. Uh, Damn right. Now, one of those guests that's been on the list for, I would say, four years, and we're just now getting to it, which is always good on our on our part. Um, now, you may have seen him in the hit HBO comedy series, Crashing. Uh, you also might have seen him in the fantastic, I'll say, uh, Chloe-nominated uh, Raid Shadow Legends uh, video game commercials. Uh, and he's got a hell of a Instagram account uh, called at uh, M-F-M-O-R-A-G. Now, Reem, if I'm not right, isn't Raid Shadow Legends an M-F-M-O-R-A-G? <laughs> it absolutely is, Patrick. <laughs> wow, I like when you write my jokes before we start recording. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, go crazy for our guest today, Matt Murano. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey thank Thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks for having oh, yeah. me, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Why Brandon riffed that joke when you were mm-hmm. asking me about the game and then to see you steal it. Yeah. Just <laughs> riff it right from his... Yeah. I, I take the lead on this thing. You know, like, I'll, I'll ask you the hard-eating <laughs> questions. So what was it like when your grandfather passed? And then Reem will come in and be like, passed? What was he, a pitcher in the major <laughs> leagues? And then... Joe Montana, come on. Yeah, that's our dynamic, you know? Uh, uh, you guys are a good team. Thank you. Now, how right. are you, how are you, Matt? Where are you at? Are you in New York? Yeah, I'm in Bushwick. Bushwick, ah, oh, God's country. I love it. Cool. The God's country. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, where are you from? Are you from here? 
I'm from New Jersey. I'm oh. from a small town in the Jersey Shore called uh, Point Pleasant. Point? Uh, oh, it's nice. A, it's a nice little town, but it's very – it's not like the city at all. It's very suburban, no. very tiny. So, you know, this is – you know, this is a different world to me from yeah. what I grew up in. When you – how far is Point Pleasant? Did you come to New York when you was a kid? Uh, yeah, I remember the first time I came in first grade. Uh, oh, we can get right into the nostalgia now. Oh, please. yeah. First time I came was in first grade, and I came up with my grandparents, and we went to museums and stuff. But every time we stopped at a bodega, and they made a point to stop at every bodega, they would buy me a pack of Series 3 Garbage Pail Kids cards. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. And, yeah, you don't forget that. And no. I would chew the gum from each pack <laughs> as I opened. I had a wad of gum in my mouth that was so – and it was just heaven. Like that's there, awesome. There's this city with everything going on. I say, you know, New York has everything for you, yeah. for, no matter what your age. So when you're yeah. a kid, there's stuff for kids, and you're looking at like the garbage. And it's just it's everywhere, and there's all the energy of the city and the dirt and the smell and the garbage pail kids oh. look dirty and smelly too, and it all morphs oh, together. Yeah, that's I lo- beautiful. I love. Yeah. I can still remember how those packets wrap around the cards too, mm. with that like that. Almost wax paper yeah. wrapping on it, and, and they you just gift go to the racks. back. Yeah, yeah, and they were easy for kids because you just work your finger in there and pop it open. It's not like the cards nowadays where you have to like slice, you know. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The foil seal. Yeah, yeah. that gum. Now, was it the rectangle brick yeah. gum that you get? And yeah. Everything? yeah, okay. Yeah, the square yeah. one. The, uh, no one. Yeah. What was the point? The of pink that? stuff. What oh, was I the just... plan? Um, Do you think I it guess... was well, so they could sell it with candy or something? Was it some like was it some FDA rule or something? Where no, it could I think it shipped? was just the, the you know those kids that yeah. are stuck between getting cards and getting candy. Now all of a sudden, two birds they can get cards and candy. Yeah, little yeah. little something extra to go with your purchase. Sure, sure. Because were you into that, the garbage that... pail kids or was it like your grandpa's thing? And he's like, ah, Matt, Maddie's <laughs> gonna love this shit. These guys are stinky. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what they he was trying that when they're trying to get you in the John Waters films. Yeah, they're yeah, trying yeah, to promote yeah. you. Like, start him out with the garbage pail kids. He'll yeah. be watching Pink Flamingos by the weekend. Yeah, yeah. He sees <laughs> he sees commercials for Chuck for like uh child's play movies. He's like, Whatever happened to Dirty Dan? Let's go yeah. back. Yeah. Uh but no, I was into you know, it was cool yeah. in school in the schoolyard and stuff. So very yeah. cool. And then that was a cool. That was a good era for trading cards in general, anyways. Just because, uh, like, almost every hit movie had a tie-in set yeah. of trading cards. So, like, you know, your Bill and Ted's, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. Gremlins, yeah, all had Topps cards. Uh, I, I like sometimes they just made up their own universe just for the cards. Oh, like totally. There was a series of cards about what would happen if dinosaurs came back and took over the earth. And they were super gory. Like, they yeah. would just be pictures of slugs, like, <laughs> sucking the blood out of people. They're like, ah, don't forget this one. And then, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love but, it. Hell yeah. I remember the uh, the ones that always blew my doors off. Because I, I, I collected <laughs> uh, uh, baseball cards. I'd get baseball cards. And then I had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cards. And then what would happen is you'd go to a garage sale or whatever. And you'd get, like, oh, okay, now I got... 20 hockey cards for whatever reason. But one time my mom came home from like a garage sale or a Goodwill with like a complete set of the Desert Storm cards. Oh. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? I was like, isn't this thing yeah, that yeah. thing that fucked our Aunt Tammy up? Isn't yeah. that like now I'm just looking at the cards being like, hell yeah, Schwarzkopf. Yeah, I got a double of Schwarzkopf. Yeah, yeah. The it's diddle- crazy. 
They did a lot of good branding for uh, Desert Storm, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, they had all the Bart Simpson tie-in stuff. I don't think but... that was Bar- I don't think that was legit, you know? I don't think Bart fighting uh, Saddam no. was, like, no. a legit it is, branding property. It is funny, property. though, that... Uh, it is funny that the Iraq War uh, happened right at the peak of bootleg Simpson merch, though. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, goddamn. Okay, so, man, you're growing up in uh, Point Pleasant. Now, what we like to do on the show now that we're in quarantine uh, is I like to do a little research on your hometowns. Now, let me ask you this. Who, who, do you, who would you say off the top of your head is the most famous person from your hometown? Oh, um... Just that with interest to me, probably the the brothers from Stone Temple Pilots. Oh wow, STP. Oh. You big yeah. STP fan? Uh, I, they've got their songs are good enough. As yeah. far as people from Point Pleasant go, I'm not going to do. A, there's sure. a composer <laughs> from like the early 20th century. I think it's from Point Pleasant, but like obviously, I don't give a shit about him. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, he didn't compose you know. any top 40 rock hits. Yeah. I would say the most famous. Now, I, I now maybe we run in different circles, but I you assumed gonna... you were going to go for a little guy by the name of Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, okay. Is he from Point Pleasant or Point Pleasant Beach? Um, according to a website called what is this? Wikifeet? No, Wikipedia. It's uh, he's from Point Pleasant. <laughs> uh, and then also a, a shocker on here um, is uh, uh, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, they're both from Point Pleasant Borough. Oh, is that so? It's yeah. uh, like a separate thing. It's like how in Queens there's. 95th Street, but then there's 95th Place right next to it or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Pleasant Borough is just right over the bridge. It's not far, but yeah, yeah. I see. Okay, okay. Uh, I think that was it. My my one takeaway from Stone Double Pilots was a band I enjoyed when I was a kid, and also a band that every once in a while I'll put on their album and be like, well, this is great, is they've had three lead singers in their time as a band, and two-thirds of them are dead. And that's not good numbers, you know? No, yeah, that's, no. that's like uh, Spinal Tap drummers. Yeah, exactly, right? And <laughs> that's then a another very thing bad is average. Are you Matt, are you a sports guy? No. No, okay. Uh Reem, you know Rich Eisen? Yeah. Okay, so Rich Eisen is a sportscaster. He has a radio show, and I've been listening during quarantine. I've been at, during work, I like to watch the YouTube videos as they pop up from his morning sports show. And he mentioned playing uh, uh, fantasy football in his uh, Stone Temple Pilots fantasy league, and I was like, "Why does he have a, a fantasy football league called Stone Temple Pilots?" And then I found out he's playing with the guys from Stone Temple Pilots, and oh. it's like, so if you are in Stone Temple Pilots and you don't die, you just play fantasy football with Rich Eisen, and that's fun, you know. That's his. Uh, oh, uh, that's his core friend group. I oh, guess. sure, yeah, that's his boys. Uh, his you, core, his purple friend group. Do you think the guys in Stone Temple Pilots call it the Stone Temple Pilots <laughs> Fantasy League? They probably just call it our Fantasy League, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, now, uh, okay, so you're growing up. You got brothers and sisters, Matt? Yeah, I got two younger sisters and one older brother. Oh, wow. So you're right there, right there in the middle. That's fun. Yeah. Yes, uh, I got just as much exposure to the Care Bears and Rainbow Bright and sure. uh, Strawberry Shortcake as I did to G.I. Joe and the Transformers. Got it. What was your oh, yeah. shit? What was your, so like if you, if that's what, if you were going to pass down stuff, what would you have passed down? What was your, uh, what were you gravitating towards? Uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was amazing to me. Just like. This was just fun having Spider-Man, Firestar, and Iceman. Um, yeah. 
But then they would yeah. have guests occasionally, and whenever they had a guest on, it would be – I try to think of, like, the equivalent now. Yeah. It would be like if I was walking down the street in Bushwick and someone opened the door and been like, here's ten free edibles, um, <laughs> and here's a, here's a Blu-ray of this um, Nicholas Winding Refn film – that only exists in Danish, but this is the only English copy of it. <laughs> and That's it's yours what it would here. be like if I, when I saw saw Daredevil on an episode of Spider-Man yeah. and his Amazing Friends. Oh, yeah. I get that. Yeah. We just, uh, crossovers, our brains weren't ready for it no. growing yeah. up, you know? But it was the greatest like, when it happened. Like, yeah. Like, so I can remember cool. when, uh, just out of the blue one time, uh, Batman and Robin showed up on an episode of Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, Crossovers. What's this? Yeah, they had the, the entire X Men were on an episode of Spider Man and His Amazing Friends, and I um I went back and watched that episode on YouTube today. Yeah, it was it was it's just pure diarrhea. It's yeah, compl- it's complete garbage. But as a kid, it was like I was discovering Citizen Kane. You know. Well, you know what? Yeah. So I listeners know this. I uh, I like X Men a lot, but earlier in the quarantine, I got real into X Men. I started. Listening to a podcast all about him, I watched the entire '90s series. Then I watched all the other series. So then I went back on Disney Plus. Spider Man and His Amazing Friends is on there, and I watched that X Men episode, and I was like, "This is pretty good." Because if you're going through an X Men phase, you're like, "Whoa, look at that! It's it's Storm. She's just right the fuck there. That's cool." Yeah, they something they did do that was really cool, and I think still does hold up. They did a uh, a pilot, a, uh, an X Men pilot. Kind of in the style of that Spider-Man cartoon, yeah. and it's really good. It is has... that the Kitty Pride? Yeah, uh, yes. yeah. Pri- yes. It's oh. called Pride of the X-Men. Yes, yes. That's very and, good. And uh, for whatever reason, Wolverine has an Australian accent. <laughs> very <laughs> thick. So, yeah. So very me and my thick. brother always thought he was Australian. So when we would come up with who would play them in the movie, yeah. We, even we were young, we're like Patrick Stewart for Charles Xavier and fucking Paul Hogan for Wolverine. Yeah, baby, Crocodile <laughs> Dundee. <laughs> Wolverine Dundee, yeah. that yeah. shit writes itself. That yeah. kicks ass. That that Patrick Stewart as Professor X casting was just like oh, that yeah. was everybody's pick. It was like knock, the knock obvious the pick. Yeah. Every schoolyard kid yeah. like went right down the line and did that. Me and yeah. my brother, we would even joke back then, like, who's gonna do it? Telly Savalas? No, yeah, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love just any bald What how pissed <laughs> off and especially for me, I'm a bald man. How fucking yeah. mad would it have been if instead they went with like Harrison Ford and just made him wear a bald uh, cap in every movie? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. representation matters, and that's why, you know? <laughs> uh, there's a thing, too, I know from just listening to all the dumbass uh, X-Men podcasts I listen to, that the ama- Spider-Man and his amazing friends, they've done that. That st- Sunfire has been spun off kind of like in, in, what do you call it, in canon they used the Sunfire from that car- that series more than they used the original drawings of the Sunfire character, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you know no, what I mean? it, that's been happening from the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. I, from Lex Luthor is an invention of the Superman radio show. Oh, wow, wow, wow. From what I, for, it's what I've been told, but they're... Yeah. I didn't know that overlap's been happening forever. We're seeing it now with the Mandalorian, like sure. uh, Ahsoka Tano. She's mm-hmm. from the, you know, from the Clone Wars. From the Clone, yeah. yeah. And that's a. <clears throat> are you a big Star Wars fan? I, I enjoy it. I mean, sure. I see what some of the obsessives are like, but like, I really love it. I don't have the vast yeah. area of knowledge. Yeah. I've read some of the novels. I haven't read all of them, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I like Star Wars a lot. Yeah, we we are. I like Star Wars a lot, and uh, 
it's been it's been so surreal how Raim, I think we talked about this in person. I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but uh, so I didn't love the new movies, the last three. I liked The Last Jedi a whole lot, but I didn't love the other ones, and so it kind of brought the whole series down. Mm. But I had this like feeling of like, well, that's fine. Eventually, comic books and cartoon series will make yeah. them better. The way the prequel, the way Sil- uh, uh, Clone Wars made the prequels better. That's right. And I thought I was gonna have to wait like fifteen, twenty years to make that happen. I think it's happening now with Mandalorian. It definitely uh, is. By the yeah. end of twenty twenty one, I might fucking love the prequel or the sequel trilogy. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, I just think the sooner they get the Star Wars universe to pretty much be a sandbox yeah. for directors to come in and do what they want. And like pretty much Mandalorian is the better it'll be. Like, yeah. just get us away from the Skywalkers. Yeah, give us bounty hunters and yeah. man, you know, just yeah. Well, you don't get three A-list directors and then be like, you could do whatever story you want, and then, but they all have to link together. You don't yeah. do that. It's they, so they, weird. No. Yeah. And they lied. The uh, they what's her name? Kathleen Kennedy, who runs Lucas. She lied and said they had a plan from and like from like 2014, and it's like no way. There's video of uh, Daisy Ridley saying that on like while they're filming Rise of Skywalker, they were changing it. They're like, listen, it, yeah. not Palpatine's daughter. She's not her granddaughter. She's not gonna have yeah. any connection to Palpatine. And then a week later, they'd be like, no, 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 we are doing the Palpatine angle, and it's like uh, what? Yeah, it's that's, that, and that's where they're hitting it. Yeah. They're doing it right on like. You know, like Mandalorian, and everybody mm-hmm. likes Rogue One. Yeah, and Rogue One was a great. lot of people like Solo. After, yeah. you know, after the fact, it's like just stay away from the mythology. Mm-hmm. You're not going to upset, you know, fifty year old people living in basements. Comic book man. Yeah, you know. Were you a comic? It, were you ever a comic book person? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember so you the read comic- the? Did you read the Spider Man? All the Spider Man comics too? Were you going through those at the time? A lot of them. I mean, yeah. when Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends came out, like, I couldn't even read yet. I was yeah, like yeah. five. Yeah. But um, the comic book store, you know, the comic books are always ahead because they always lead the charge. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing Venom. Oh, yeah. And, and, like, the cover of a comic book and being like, yeah. like obviously there's a link between him and Spider-Man because his costume <laughs> looks like the black Spider-Man. Yeah, because he looks fucking same. And obviously he's a bad guy because he's slobbering out of his mouth and he's got bad. And, like, that, what the, what tongue- is this? That yeah. tongue and those teeth yeah. just give me anxiety. It just, it, I coveted it. I just wanted yeah. to own it. Like, it looked so cool to me and so, like, dangerous and sexy. Like, oh, my God, who is yeah. this? I was like, trying that, to, uh, yeah, go ahead, Reem. That uh, McFarland Spider-Man run, uh, my brother had the subscription. Like, he got it for Christmas one year, and it just happened to be uh that and Punisher War, whatever was going on with Punisher, I think it was War Journal Punisher, at the same War time. Yeah. And those were the ones that I was reading. So, like, all of those, like, covers are, like, burnt into my head. Just oh, they're so good. Because they were awesome, man. Yeah. yeah they're since, iconic. Yeah. Since I didn't read comics, I was, trying, I, was, I was thinking about this the other day, about how, like, as a kid, I never read comics. We, could, we didn't buy them. We never spent money on them. But I would see them a lot at stores. And I think back on it, it's very similar to how, like, I had a Super Nintendo and so, like, every once in a while I'd see a Sega game that looked awesome, but I'd be like, that, I don't have, th- I can't, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's how I felt when I would see comics. Like, I would see, like, a fucking crazy Venom on the cover, or I would see, like, a weird thing, because, like, I didn't even, since I didn't read comics and there wasn't Wikipedia, I didn't realize that, like, Captain America would team up with the X-Men and stuff. So I'd see that on a comic book, and I'd be like, wish I had the wherewithal to, to figure out what's happening here. <laughs> yeah. And so now that's why today, like, I spend hours on YouTube just watching videos explaining, 
And then in 1982, this happened, you know? Yeah, yeah that's a really cool history. Um, that's how I feel about Warhammer 40K. Yeah. Where I'm like, I see these, oh wait, you gotta buy this giant model, paint oh. it, and then that's just <laughs> one part of your army. Mm-hmm. And then I gotta learn how to play this game. But I read about the lore for that, and it's like, yeah. oh, this is the coolest thing ever. Well, um, that's, yeah. I, I feel that way with all everything. I like, and and this is the thing that I've got, I've waved back and forth on, and listeners have got given me shit for it. But like, I like knowing the story. I like knowing the story, and I don't necessarily always want the whole thing. You know, uh, what is the whole city says? I want the scars, but I don't want the wars. You know, and yeah. so I'll go through the uh, uh, Wikipedia page, or I'll go on YouTube and watch somebody sum up everything. And that's what I'm doing now with the Star Wars. 2015 when they rebooted the whole canon and they started all these comics Mm. and I was reading them in a way you know I was paying attention to every issue and I was just so goddamn bored so then I watched a video that told me the whole story in 25 minutes and I was like oh that's great and I know the story (laughs) and maybe I missed some shit well to be fair like a lot of the times when you would get that story from the random kid yeah it was like the most fascinating shit when like some kid came with yeah. like forbidden knowledge and yeah. you're on the schoolyard and he's telling you about fucking like Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. And shit. I remember you're like, being, what? I remember being on the school bus and a kid had read the, he was reading the Star Wars Legends book. Well, you know, back at the time it was just the, the extended universe. And I remember him telling me being like, Chewbacca died. And I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, the Tuzan Vong. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they planted a, a gravity or organic gravity bomb on this planet. And, but he uh, was saving the lives, you know? Yeah, he was saving yeah. little, what was it? Uh, Han Solo's kids. Kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy, yeah. <laughs> and I just remember being like, no way, man. Yeah, uh, I, my, yeah. my cousin's uncle from his other side of the family, uh, like, well, how did Spider-Man get the black costume? And he was like, oh, all the all the heroes and all the villains are fighting a war on this alien <laughs> planet, and Spider Man's costume gets destroyed. And I was like, "What? Yeah, this costume's destroyed." And he's like, "Hold on." And yeah, he finds this alien machine. There's this black ball, and he touches it. It covers his body. He's got this new black costume. And I'm like, "Mind blown! You are the coolest man yeah. ever." Oh yeah, and also that that's a fun thing. Uh, Secret Wars for, from being this weird armchair. I get to pick what I like from comics. Secret Wars feels a lot like Revenge of the Sith, where if you're of a certain age, like if you were constantly reading comics when Secret Wars happened, you hate it most likely. Yeah. yeah. But if you're a guy growing up in the 90s and you find out all these fuckers went to a planet and fought, I love yeah. it. It sounds cool as shit yeah. to me. Yeah, well, more uh, speaking to Spider-Man cartoons as well, uh, the Spider-Man show from the mid-90s yeah. did the Secret Wars, and that was like one of my fucking all-time favorite like episodes uh, yeah yeah plus they brought in like i'm pretty X-Men. sure storm was in it yeah, yeah the some X-Men of the in there too. random people from the x-men episode and that was just like that you know some of the best tv ever yeah, yeah. i in the comic itself and uh like storm is doing weather powers yeah and um i'm like what storm's doing weather powers thor does weather powers <laughs> and then they show thor looking out the window and like everyone is in awe at storm right now except yeah. for thor for he is the god of thunder i'm like damn right you acknowledge that yeah. it's so cool yeah. See, do you have uh, do you have so is spider-man I, your favorite superhero or whatnot or do you have a su- favorite or no i just started with that when i was a mm-hmm. kid 
Yeah. Um, when I was uh, when I when I was like fourteen, maybe I collected comic books when I was fourteen. Then I stopped. When I started again, when I was in my twenties, um, mm-hmm. it became who my favorite writers were. Sure. Okay. So oh like, yeah, I, yeah. Now, I, out of curiosity, when you're collecting, when you were fourteen, did you uh, were you doing it with the idea that someday they would make you rich? I, I mean, we we all thought about that. I mean, yeah. in Jersey, yeah. you buy your comic books from the baseball card store. Oh, yeah. So that was the mentality there, anyway. Like, oh, yeah. you get this one with the foil cover, or you get this one that comes with the hologram trading card. It'll be worth thirty dollars or whatever. Ultimately, I did like the comics anyway, so I don't yeah. look at it as a complete waste. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But I, I thought a, I could maybe turn a profit. That's one. how I felt with baseball. Like my, even though I didn't, like I was never a huge. I never followed baseball the way that most people did, but I would have these cards and I'd buy the heavy-duty plastic cases so that I could keep them safe and shit. It's like nobody wants a a weird-ass Mookie Betts year eight card, you know? Yeah. The the time I was collecting, everybody was doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could go to a comic book convention today and you'll see – all those foil covers I'm talking about from that era. I'm not yeah. talking about from the last 20 years. I'm talking about like between 1992 and 95. There's tons, literal tons of those comics at every comic convention. People have been trying to get rid of those comic books yeah, for yeah. decades. Because we all yeah. bought them in bulk but, back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the Superman Dies was one of the most bought comics of all time. Yeah. And then no, it, then it, and a lot of people bought it thinking it was going to be worth money someday, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, and it didn't because everybody had it. Uh, it's really interesting how that whole little era really set the seed for like the MCU in the future is just totally like pretty much Batman in 88. And then that made the Batman, the animated series. And then from that, I'm sure they were able to green light the X-Men movies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. X-Men uh, cartoon and the Spider-Man everything cartoon. Everything rolls. Everything rolls. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, what else were you into? So uh, you got the comics out of you. Were you into anything else? Did, you said you did, weren't into sports. Did you ever play sports? Or, I, played, uh... I played all the sports. Okay, yeah. I, I played soccer. I played football. I played just everything. Track, mm-hmm. basketball. I'm just bad at all of them. Yeah. Just, my, <laughs> my parents just made me play. They, they would like make me feel lazy if I didn't like sign up for sports and stuff. And like Yeah, yeah. But like I well, hated, I hated so much. Like, yeah, I was just I, so bad at it. It was embarrassing. Yeah, well, to be fair, a lot of good comedy to be had riding the bench. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you come know? up with a lot of fun bits. You riff. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed like the time with my friends and stuff. Yeah. I just yeah. hated the part where we played sports. Did you have that thing where like your friends were also good at it? So then you. You know what I mean? Like where that my my friend Nick, uh, big enough for he he's he was a star. He was a very good football yeah. player, very good in track. And so like sometimes I'd be like in riff mode, and he's like, "Hey man, I gotta go uh, run as fast as I've ever run in my life, real quick. Could you settle down for a second? Yeah. I'm on the side being like, "What if my dick went all the way up? You know? Yeah, I. Uh, uh, all my friends were bad. Yeah, I was the worst. It wasn't hard to be better. Than yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I uh, so okay. So I'm interested when you go to the city. Now you said you went. You came with your uh, uh, your grandparents that one time. But would you ever come in when you were older? Like when you're in high school? Would you like yeah drive into the city or whatever and just fucking have a night or what? Um, like so th- it's interesting because that's the time I remember. That time I told you about the cards. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. 
time I remember from high school that like turned me on is I, I was 17 and probably my two friends were 17. We took uh, acid, blotter nice. acid. Yeah. And you could take the train straight from Point Pleasant Beach, New Jersey to, to uh, Madison Square Garden. Oh, so we, did oh. This. we just walked around high on acid. And I was like, oh, so we're in the future. It's 1997. It's the future now. Yeah. This is the fifth element. Everything's digital. <laughs> that chick looks like Lilu. This is yeah. awesome. Multipass. Yeah. 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 So that, yeah. That really kind of turned me on where I was like, oh, New York is like the cultural hub of the galaxy and everyone's soul. And, mm-hmm. you know, what, uh, so like I wanted to, you know, that that's really, funny. Mm, I love yeah. that because my Iowa mentality of New York was like the well, the fucking Ninja Turtles live there and Sesame Streets live there, so we better get there. <laughs> yeah. Yours is like ass party. That's happens, baby. That's fantastic. Were you? Did you ever play? You have vi- video games. Were you big into video games ever? Oh yeah, totally. Um, what was your systems that you had? Uh, we we got it in. Oh, you know what? We had like a, a we had Pong. So it's the Hell one yeah, yeah, yeah. where the two things come out that look like yeah. pieces of Italian bread, and you spin them around. The and pong. did that plug straight <laughs> the, into the TV, or was it into that, some sort of an Atari? No, yeah, it was a unit. Okay. The controllers yeah, yeah, yeah. are attached to the unit, and then you pull them off, and oh, they have almost a wire like a yeah. connecting them. That yeah. was the Intellivision, right? I think so. Yeah. Or it yeah. almost yeah. looks like so it looks like a room. telephone with a knob on top of it. Yeah. yeah. And it had like 17 buttons for what? We don't know. We only <laughs> yeah, used yeah, the knob yeah. for Pong. It's like yeah. how my dad, when my dad designed his ho- our house, he put a bunch of light switches in because he's like, I don't know, maybe we'll need them someday. And now we just have a bunch of fucking night light switches well, that don't do nothing. <laughs> I think it was just like the developers were like, oh, we need more buttons. People yeah, are going to think it's futuristic. Research, people like buttons. Yeah. Research shows people like buttons. Now, so you played Pong. You started with Pong. Uh, did you get yeah. into Atari then after that? Yeah. Well, the, the Pong, that that was more of an era where it was like you'd have a Monopoly game and then you'd mm-hmm. have a Pong. So you'd play oh, Pong sure. for as long as you'd maybe play a board game. Okay. And then okay. later on we got the Nintendo system and that's when it was like, oh no, this is a gateway into a whole new world. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you this, get I'm going to spend my weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I remember really being turned on to video games. Super Mario, like so many other people. Totally Super Mario totally. Brothers. When I, I started to discover my own genres when I, uh, they had this free promotion where you can get Dragon Warrior. Uh, in Japan it's called Dragon Quest. You can get Dragon Warrior yeah. for free. If you just subscribe to Nintendo Power, and I did that, and that's when I really got into RPGs. Oh, nice! And so oh, that's yeah? where are you? Is that where you're still at? Have you just like been firmly an RPG guy since? Not, not strictly. Like I love horror games, survivor horror, horror, horror. Um, mm. Yeah, I like horror games a lot. Uh, but yeah, RPGs are awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, Persona, the, the original Dragon Final Quest. Fantasy. Oh, so uh, good, so good. That's like my like nostalgia game. Like the music always mm-hmm. hits me right in that spot, and just like I can remember as a kid, like drawing the characters and making their backstories while I was at school, waiting oh, to get wow. home to play yeah. and shit, and just Final like, Fantasy yeah. has the best music. Too. Sure, yeah. Oh yeah. And there's a million. If you're ever bored on Spotify, there's a million different weird, fun covers of all those songs. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, that I love. I I think this is one of those things where like so my brother is eight years older than me and I to my whole life I am still this way where when I was a kid my brother loved Final Fantasy and all of those those stat style RPG or whatever that is of the Nintendo games and then as we got older the other games and so for me I was like well that's the Big Brother stuff so I should play Mario and all these uh, uh, yeah. uh, 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 all the more kind of tame games or easier games. 
And that's how I still am to this day. I'm like, I'll see like Skyrim, and I'm like, I don't know, that ain't for me. That's I'm gonna for go the play big guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, that's for my, that's for the big brothers. I'm the little brothers, you know. Yeah. And yeah. but I think there's a whole like I can't even. I mean, like I try to watch. I'll watch like a YouTube video where somebody's doing like a run through on a game, and I'm like, I don't even fucking get what's happening. Like civilizations, which is I can't even fucking figure out that thing. And I, I don't know. I'm just too stupid for. Not too stupid, I just have no... I never learned it, and so it all feels so foreign to me on a lot of these kinds of games. Maybe but, it's like me with sports. Like, I'll never get good at it, because I just don't like it. Like, Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That, and that very well could be it. But I would say, like, if Warcraft was a first-person shooter, I probably would enjoy it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah, if it's it was... Not- you know? It's not the lore and the story you don't like. It's just yeah. that you have a type of way you like to play games. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot just, of these games, yeah. too, just have too much, like, peripheral bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's what's great about older video games. Like, you could pick up Mario 1, and you have jump yep. and run, and it's fucking straightforward, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's why I like and games. It, yeah, that's why I like, like, Shovel Fighter and yeah. stuff. and Or, what well, not Shovel, Those, Fight, Shovel Knight. Yeah. Those games are all... A second to learn and mm-hmm. impo- like near impossible to master. Yeah, totally. What was your uh, – did, was there any of those games at the time, like when you were younger, that you remember spending hours on? Or what was the was the first frustrating game or whatever, you know? Oh, yeah. Dragon Quest, I was really frustrated at first. And I would literally just button mash every yeah, time yeah. I got into a fight. And I realized it's a menu select game. Like it's not yeah. reacting as you're – you just – Pick what you want to do, Matt. Take your time. Yeah, and yeah. Then once I realized that, I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. a little math thing. And it's like, oh, the odds yeah. are, will I win or not? But unlike a casino, when you play a role-playing game, the odds are always in your favor. Mm, so, yeah, yeah. you know, you just, you just you watch yourself gradually build and get bigger and stronger. And, yeah, your avatar, yeah. Um, you know, becomes more powerful. And then you feel more powerful in turn. Leveling up is, like, just one of the best, like, game mechanics ever invented yeah it's so gratifying and they've they've taken it to these action games now like i'm playing ghost of tsushima now and it's an action game it's not like it's not like a turn-based rpg but by the end of the the beginning of the game you know one sword stance by the end of the game you know four horse stances you could throw smoke bombs you know sticky bombs poison darts hallucinatory darts half bow full bow and it's like oh yeah I earned that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Symphony of the night, man. Yeah, Castlevania. Uh, I, yeah, I really wish I, I don't, I don't have it in me. It's one of those things where, like, I wish when I was in my late, like, early twenties at college, we were all all playing in Nintendo sixty four all the time. But we were just playing Star Fox, Shadows of the Empire, Golden. We were just playing the same games. And I wish at some point at that age I would have ventured into this other world. Because I think I'd have fun with it. I think I'd have fun. I think I uh, potentially could, but now it just feels like I missed it. It's like I'm not well, gonna learn banjo, but if I learned yeah. banjo when I was learning guitar, maybe I would learn banjo now. You know? I wish well, I'd gone back to you then when you were like, okay, maybe I could get into an yeah. RPG, and then introduce you to the yeah. Japanese RPG that mm-hmm. is uh, that it, it, that ever, that it, it's the RPG that people think about when they imagine Japanese games being super weird and different. Yeah. In Persona 4, there's a part where this guy is insecure that he might be gay. So <laughs> a villain you fight is you go into the the temple of his mind 
and it's him in a bathrobe being like, hey. So it's his, you literally fight his fear of people thinking that he's gay. That's wild. That's that's, that's writing. That is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Luigi never did that, you know? Not, you never no. see Luigi looking in the mirror going, how did it all go wrong? So Why is Luigi and Mario, you know? The idea of inv- introducing that to young, impressionable you, like, oh, I might give these games a try. Yeah, Look yeah. at this. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. Uh, goddamn. Okay, so uh, let's see. Uh, what would, Do you remember? Okay, so we've talked a lot about video games. We've talked a lot about these comics. Do you remember the first film you ever saw in the theater? Um, I remember my grandfather taking us to the Jaws, Garbage Pail Kids movie, <laughs> Jaws 3D. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. But I felt sick and I cried, and we had to leave. So that yeah. was a bit of a controversy. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I was too young to see Jaws 3D, and that movie I say sucks. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Is that to... the yeah. one where that takes place on like the West Coast? I'm trying to look at. It, it. Yeah, it takes yeah, place yeah. in Sea World. That's I've... right. I I watched Dennis Quaid's performance in that movie. I hate his character so much. I just want to punch him in the face. Yeah, yeah, because he play. Yeah, I'm looking it up. He plays Mike. Yeah, but it's got Louis Gossett Jr. in it. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Hard to just like Louis. My grandfather did take us to see The Goonies, which is a nice. wonderful memory. Yeah, that's um, fun. Yeah, yeah. That was, Your grandfather that was, seems rad. That was a perfect night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goonies Goonies is a fun movie too to rewatch because oh, yeah. like. I don't know. I don't, maybe it's just me, but I'll rewatch it like maybe once a year or so, and I always have fun with it. It's hard for that to happen. Yeah. It's hard to like even with Star Wars, which I love. Cool. Sometimes it just becomes background, but with Goonies, I always get sucked into their adventure. Some movies. It, it has a have... great score. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, great soundtrack. All the it's, characters are great. It speaks to our humanity. Like my girlfriend yeah. doesn't like all the cultural stuff. I like. She's a twenty-eight-year-old woman from Mumbai. Oh, yeah. I a lot of to, difference. Yeah, like all this shit we're talking about, she doesn't like any of it. But like, I sat her down to watch Goonies. She loved it. It's yeah, just, yeah. There's something yeah. about it. There's human about it. Yeah, yeah. She also you know likes what? Tremors. Oh, that kicks ass. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on with Tremors? I saw there's yet there's, another Tremor. There's like Tremors in the jungle now. Yeah. No, there's way more than six. There's the They've most, had like three in the last year. Yeah. The most recent one has Napoleon Dynamite in it. And yeah. three... Tremors movies ago had Jamie Kennedy in it. Yeah, I saw Jamie Kennedy in Africa. Yeah, fighting it's insane. Tremors. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. It was uh, so bad. I I'm all it. for it, but I just can't believe they're still like yeah. 30 years later. This I just Tremors like the, franchise is unstoppable. They I like tried the, to, Michael Gross getting work. The dad from yeah, Family Ties yeah, getting work. That's all yeah. I care yeah. about. That's what I think about whenever I see it. What would yeah. we do, baby, without, without Tremors? <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> mean, you're watching you're watching pluto tv now right yeah yeah it's wonderful uh, man are you familiar with pluto tv at all uh it, uh, it has nothing to do with disney right no 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 no, no. it's not the dog it's not a dog based uh now i got my own tv show uh it's a uh it's an app i don't know how anything works it's an app it's free streaming television and a lot of movies it's on our Roku, but you can scroll through, and all the channels, like, there's a channel that's just Family Ties, and it just <laughs> yeah. shows episodes of Family Ties all day. And there's an app that's called, there's a channel called Happy Days, and it just shows Laverne and Shirley episodes all day. And you're like, wait a minute, what? It, <laughs> it's way it's way better for me, somebody that misses channel surfing, because yes. I'll, I can just get caught in menus forever. Yeah, and, and then have, you'll be like- They have a fucking 24-hour Mystery Science Theater channel. Yeah, like, and a Bob So Ross there's always channel. something on. 
there's a Bob Ross channel, and they, there's a Johnny Carson channel, and so they, you're just flipping, and it really does like tick a thing for me. But oh, I yeah. watched like five episodes of Family Ties the other night, and wow. three episodes in, I was like, these aren't in order. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, where's where the fuck's Andy? Where's the little kid at? And I'm like, oh, he's not born yet because this is two seasons before the last episode That's I watched. Nuts. Yeah, beautifully choreated. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, it worked. It worked. Choreated is it a word? <clears throat> nah, but we went with it. What's the uh, word I'm looking no. for? Not choreographed. Um, ah! Oh, it's the thing that the fat Jew guy does. He yes! a lot of eighties. You know what I'm he, talking about. He says yeah. he curates. Curates. Woo! Patrick, thank you. That is you. the most success. I this is where I'm sitting right now. Is where I work. 35 hours a week, and that is the most uh, uh, accomplished I've felt in 10 months. Uh, Way yeah. to go. Coming up with the only word. things that are choreated are movies like License to Drive and The Lost Boys. Yeah. Oh, oh, sure. Choreated. Chorus, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, those fellas. They, they had uh, a good time while it yeah. lasted. Half of them no. are dead. Yeah. The other half's pretty fucked up, too, so that sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. Goddamn. Uh, the... Uh, I really trimmers. That's I like that your girlfriend liked that because that is <laughs> the first trimmers movie is yeah. a touchstone for me. It's one of my favorite movies. It's a vibe. It's yeah. so hard to explain. Yeah. It's just the trimmers is a it's, vibe, man. And the kid trimmers. that Melvin is that his name? When it's like that line yeah. where he's like, "Hey, Melvin, want to make a buck?" And he just yeah. flips him off. That is such, that to me when I was like six or whatever. Funniest joke in television. Oh, there's so many good jokes in that. Just yeah, so, yeah. The dynamic between Fred Ward and Kevin mm-hmm. Bacon, yeah. it's oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. And it's, it's cool one of those to... Oh, go ahead. It's one of those movies where I've picked up a line from it that I've repeated multi- like throughout my entire life without yeah. even thinking about it being from Tremors so many times. Which one is that? The, uh... Oh, fuck, it's coming at us. Oh, <laughs> pardon my French. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pardon my French. Yeah. Is Every that... time I curse. I don't uh... know. It's the only place I heard it. Whenever the subway's coming, oh fuck, it's coming at us! <laughs> it's a tremor. Oh no! <laughs> uh, I it's some really, really like the doc is dead. They found his body in his truck up on the ridge. You're like, wait a minute, what? They what killed this? Harry. Yeah. <laughs> that thing when the car they eat it eats the the um uh station yeah. wagon and he goes and he like digs up the lights and the lights are still bl- blasting genius it's like that is insane to me because that and especially growing up poor out in the yeah. middle of nowhere we had a station wagon at that time i'm like oh, that wow. is what would happen wow. that is how good. it would happen that's that's good up there with the with the water rippling in jurassic in Jurassic park, park like, yeah that's, oh that's yeah just yeah. as good oh very very good i uh, now do you remember what, what were was when you once you got a little older uh, was there any movies that you would like great film movie theater experiences? Maybe this is just on my mind because uh, it was recently reported that movie theaters are pretty much fucked forever now. Um, but uh, do you have any great movie experiences that you remember? You know, uh, Pulp Fiction's an an obvious one. Yeah, yeah. Say, like, when I went to the theater to see Pulp Fiction when I was sixteen, I enjoyed mm-hmm. the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, a more recent one would be the um, The Conjuring. Oh sure. Yeah. So I was in the theater for that, and like I've seen a bunch. I, I don't. I never had a really great horror movie experience in the theater where I went yeah. to see because so few of these movies. I love them no matter what, but so few yeah. of them are genuinely yeah. scary. But when you go to one that's genuinely scary, 
and you know it and it, it, it constantly raises the heights and you're in a theater of people that are engaged yeah so i went to see it in Times square so i got complete cultural diversity with me the guy sitting next to me is going no puppy no no puppy no when he's going down the stairs <laughs> yeah. and you know the ghost is going to jump out <laughs> and then like i'm very expressive like i i scream i shout yeah like, yeah and just to have that experience with all those people in Times square it was just so awesome that's very so cool. cool yeah so scary I wish yeah. I, I I don't like horror movies and th- this year during Halloween I tried to watch more and get into more and I it's I get too spooked too easy but that feeling that theatrical feeling where you really feel like you're one yeah. I think the the time two times that I can think of that I felt that the most uh one is in speaking of what we were talking about earlier in Spider-Man Homecoming when uh he gets in the car to go to prom and oh. Michael Keaton turns around and you realize his date's her dad. That feeling, the whole theater being like, what? Like, and everybody went with it. Like, there's other things in movies where they try for that effect. Like, I remember in uh, The Rise of Skywalker when they're like, Palpatine, you are my granddaughter. And people are like, what the fuck? Like, you can literally hear people being like, huh? But whereas in, I think we might have been together in Solo, it was like a Star Wars fan event, and yeah. when you see Darth Maul, the whole theater was like, "Whoa!" Oh yeah, like that shit. Those are the moments that oh, I fucking love them. And I, since I don't go to see comedies in theaters that much because I just don't like seeing comedies in theaters, and I don't go to see horror movies. So I mean, fucking when I go see uh, the new uh, Wes Anderson movie, there's not a lot of that, yeah. you know. We're not all like, ah, it was Twee, you know? Yeah. yeah. Bill Murray! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're like, we need to be here. It is funny how comedies, like, how much they are elevated or, like, not uh, when you're watching them in a theater with a group of people just from the whole communal experience oh, yeah, where, yeah. like, if, like uh, a lot of these Marvel movies, if you watch them at home, the jokes are just, like, they can be a little bit corny. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, when you watch them opening weekend with a theater, you're just there with everybody else laughing at the one dumb off uh, Ruffalo jokes. joke. Like, yeah, Will, yeah. Will Smith is awesome at the theater joke. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And I Robot when he goes, sorry, I'm allergic to <laughs> bullshit. Like <laughs> no one, no one at Nobody. home is going. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But in the theater, people are like, "You charming, fuckable, yeah. funny man!" Like, like they yeah. lost it in the theater for that. I, I'll get yeah. so when I go to a movie, I would get so, um, I don't know, like angry at the other people in the theater with me because a lot of times there'll be like a trailer for like the Secret Life of Dogs two, and like there'll be some corny joke. And you hear half the people in the theater laugh, and you're like, "No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, we all came in yeah. to see this good movie. You're on my team." You know, uh, Sean well, Patton. Sean Patton uh, did a joke about that one. You know, Sean Patton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedian. Yeah, yeah great. He, said, he heard a bunch of guys laughing at the bodega, and he was in a bad mood, and he just wanted to turn around and be like, "Really? What the fuck do you know about humor?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh my uh. god. Ah, oh, boy. What was the... This is a... I don't know if we've done this. What was the last movie you saw in the theater, Matt? Oh, Jesus. Before the world ended. Oh, no. I don't know. Yeah. Reem, do you I, know I yours? I hope it was something good. This is, this is Harley Quinn. Harley... That's good. That was... I liked that movie. 
Yeah. Uh, mine was, I think, 1912 or whatever the fuck, 1917, whatever 19, that movie fi- was called. 15 or 17. Yeah, whatever. 17, that one. I think. Yeah, and it, that was it? jarring because my uh, uh, the main guy, the blonde guy uh, in that, yeah, nineteen seventeen, the the main character in that looks not in real life, but in that movie, just a ton like my brother in law, my wife's brother, and so, <laughs> and we didn't know that going in, and this movie is already shot really weird. It's almost like one take, and you're with that guy a lot. And so the whole time I'm trying to buy into this being World War One, but I'm like, ah, it just fucking looks like Jim. <laughs> I was going to say Jim. I was going to be like, run, Jimmy, run. Yeah, right, yeah. Jim for, yeah. The whole time I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's just him. And we had it, like, after the movie, and I don't like doing this because I think it, I don't like it when it happens to me, you know? But after the movie, I, like, we literally texted him and was like, hey, you look like the guy in this movie, <laughs> you know? Because we were like, it <laughs> looks so much like him that he's not going to be offended. Nobody doesn't want to hear that. Everybody wants to hear that. You I don't like think so. Star. Because fucking people will be like, hey, you know who you look like? You look like fucking Bobby Hill. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's never a cool hot guy whenever anybody tells it to me. It's always some piece of shit. I remember yeah. first, first grade, this guy went to school dressed like Indiana Jones for Halloween. But he looked just like Toad or the, the guy <laughs> the guy with the glasses and the hat. Nah. What shall we talk about? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I told him, like, but you look like that guy. And yeah. like, even first grade him was like, fuck you. Yeah, dude. yeah. You know, you don't want that to happen, you know? You don't want to dress up like uh, Glenda the Good Witch and have people think you're Miss Piggy. That's, yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One time I did that. I used to do a bit about looking like Bobby Hill, and I, I said it on stage in Des Moines, of all places. And a guy came up to me after the show, and he's like, hey, man, you don't look like Bobby Hill. And I was like, oh, thanks. And he's like, you know you look like. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> and he said, you look like uh, that guy that played Luigi in the Mario movie, but not all Mexican-y. And I was like, oh, buddy, <laughs> I don't like anything you've said. I don't think I look like John Leguizamo. And Colombian. Picture, yeah, but picture a non-Latin John Leguizamo. What is that? Like, yeah, he's such know. a defined character. I, me, I've had... Yeah. Uh, I've had pretty good luck on the uh, celebrity random looks comparison, but one that always dug deep at my heart is uh, how often my brother would say I was uh, donkey lips from Salute Your Shorts. Oh, yeah, that's fucking good. That's a burn. But that's when you're young before you can grow a beard and grow your hair out and really take control, you know? Yeah. People used to say I looked like uh, Teenage Ninja Turtles, and I still feel that a little bit. But like when I went when I started really losing my hair, man, I if I shaved my face and got a short crop, I'm like, oh yeah, that's fucking Michelangelo without his bandana on looking at me. My brother wouldn't compare me to other TV shows and stuff. This is the weirdest one. There's this cologne called Obsession. You've heard of it? Yeah, yeah. CK or uh, Calvin Klein, I believe. The commercial would say Obsession for Men. Mm-hmm. And my brother would be like, that's you. That's you. Obsession for Men. <laughs> <laughs> they named the cologne after you. I, <laughs> I you're now obsessed that with men. I'm trying to think about it. When I first met you, there is someone in it, and because my brain is stupid the way I make connections with people. But there's someone I always associated you with, but I don't know who. And I don't know if it's because you look like this person, or maybe you said something that reminded me of that person, or maybe you mentioned this person. And now I don't remember who it is anyway. But, like, I'll do things like that. Like, there's comedians. uh, Okay, so this is just inside New York comedy stuff that doesn't matter. But, like, so there's a comedian, Phil Stamato, 
and there's a comedian, Matt Nadestop, and yeah. <laughs> I think I met them both maybe the same day, and that was six, seven years ago, and when I see one of them, I'm like, ah, fuck, is this Matt or Phil? Oh, and I don't know. They're different people. They have yeah, different faces and Phil. lives. Yeah, <laughs> and but it, but because I met them at the same time, I associated them in the same spot in my brain, and oh, I'll have to go to Facebook and be like, all right, let's look up Matt's face and see if I can figure out which one this is. What I always remember when I think about you is um, our, uh, we talked about Christian Rock once. Christian oh, Band. I assume, yeah. That's one of my go-tos, baby. <laughs> and the only thing I could contribute was like, oh, yeah, Sufjan Stevens has written some Christian songs. <laughs> That's great. Sufjan used to live in uh, Kensington when I lived in Kensington. And oh, wow. the album, uh, 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 what's it called? Harry and Lowell? Uh, Harry yeah, and Carrie Lowell. and Lowell. It came out at that time, and I listened to that album a lot. And I used to just imagine him walking outside and my windows open in my apartment and we were on a corner. So like we had, if he, two streets he could have walked on and just been like, ah, oh, there's my fucking music again. You know, <laughs> that kid's going through it. Uh, there's those songs about my dead mom again. Yeah. That Thanks, rule. Patrick. Do you, do you listen to <laughs> Sufjan Stevens? Yeah. Yeah. I like him. Okay. Now, what do you like? Did you like his new album? I didn't hear it. Okay. Um, like Carrie and Lowell was the last one I heard. I like that, and then the the Chicago one. Yeah, Illinois. yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. you and me are in a very similar boat because that's how I am. I'm like, oh yeah, I like this most recent Carrie and Lowell, and then you Google and he's put out like three fucking albums since yeah, then. He's prolific, man. but he he does a thing, and I I I tried to talk about this on some other podcast, and somebody didn't like on another a music podcast or something, and nobody understood what I meant. But like he puts out albums, and sometimes it's like, oh yes, this is the kind of music I like. And then sometimes it's like, okay, this is like weird, almost techno breakbeat stuff that I don't like. And Carrie and Lowell, I love. Illinois, I love. The new one is like, it sounds like you're inside a computer. It sounds like the music that inside a computer would make with just some weird lyrics. And I not like a lot of that stuff. I just, um, I like the way some people do it better than others. Like when people jump over from rock, it's not yeah. always great when they do that. Some totally, people are totally. Naturals with it. Um, I like the way the Strokes do it. They just kind of almost like the Cars. Like yeah, kind of. Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. So, what was the uh, first concert you went to? Oh yeah. Oh god, Reggae <laughs> Sunsplash. Nice. Yeah. Oh, all right. Is that a blotter acid? Yeah. Uh, no, no, just weed. The the um the Garden State Art Center. Now it's the the PNC Bank Art Center. It's like a half hour drive from where I grew up. Did so. they change the name because they didn't like that Zach Breath movie? <laughs> They're like, we gotta disassociate with that. Uh, I so gotta scrub to like that, that from our memory. Movie. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so it was reggae sunsplash. Nice, so, oh, nice. So that that band played that does the cover of "Ooh, baby, I love you." Oh, yeah, a, hell yeah! I don't care. That's a great cover. Yeah, that's the a great too. Yeah, that was fun. You be forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but the, the cover—that's my sunscreen. Fun. Yeah, the cover's by, like, Big Mountain or something. Oh, that's a good name for a band. That doesn't UB... sound like a reggae band, though. That sounds like a band my dad listens to that's got, like, eight <laughs> mandolins in it. <laughs> There's a band my dad's been telling me about for fucking 30 years that's called Ozark Mountain Daredevils. And I'm like, Dad, I believe that you like this band, but they cannot be anything that anyone else would like. That band Everybody gets referenced, like, every 30th boy. episode. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, my God. Uh, fuck, we're, this is cooking along. This has been great. Now, uh, Matt, 
Uh, one thing we like to talk about on the show, uh, we always like to bring up, is snacks, okay? okay? So, growing up, now, I don't know how often, especially during the pandemic, maybe never, how often do you get to go back to uh, the, the Point Pleasant or whatever, the hometown? I drive. It's like an hour and a half. Okay, away. okay, cool. Now, when you go home, is there something that you want to get right away? Like, is there a uh, is there a restaurant maybe in your, in your town or something that your parents always prepare that you're like, I got to get this. I'm back home. I'm going to get this. Well, I visit home a lot, so I can't get it every time I go because I'm sure. 40 and I would die. Yeah, you'd be dead. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the classic is Hoffman's Ice Cream's right around the corner. Sure. So that's really good ice cream. There's also a Hoffman's Donuts, not related. Oh, weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just another family, a different What's family? What's your go-to donut? Um, my go-to, I like a, I like a cake donut. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Preferably yeah. a cruller. Uh, okay. So the ones they sell in the coffee, the, the coffee carts we see, the, the twisted white and chocolate color, crawler mm-hmm. covered in frosting, like the clear sugar. That's my favorite. Love it. Love I it. Love that. You know what um, I love? And I, my, uh, I like a, a long john, and I like a long john with a white cream inside. If it's the the yellow stuff, what's that called? The mar- Custard. Custard. I don't like that. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. You, long john, that's a yeast donut? Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. With the chocolate yep. layer yeah. brick on top. Nice. Uh, so what I have, I was in LA a couple, like two years ago, a year ago, and LA has a huge donut, like boom happening right now. And I <laughs> went to a donut shop and I ordered their long john and it was like artisanal or whatever. And so what they did was their long john, instead of having like a piped in white cream, they just had like a sliced long john, imagine cutting it in half. And then they just used whipped cream and it was, so it was thick and good. But what that did for me is. Now, any because you don't know when you buy a long john, you don't know if it's custard or cream all the time. So now, anytime I buy one and it's custard, slice that fucker open, dip it out, and then I put whipped cream inside of it. It's amazing. I did it twice in the last two weeks. It's amazing. Do you make your own whipped cream? No, uh, my wife does occasionally, but okay. because of the holidays, we always have pumpkin pie around. So from nice. like. The first week of November until January, we have whipped cream in the fridge. So nice, nice. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, uh, it was no. So that's sweets. You got any? Is there any savory? Is there? Or what's your what's your savory? Well, I'm uh, from Jersey, so it's so, pizza. Yeah, yeah. But there's this Italian gourmet shop in my town called Jolion's. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's uh. They have this thing called an eggplant pie. Okay. So it's layers of eggplant, like fried eggplant, like you would do for uh, eggplant parmesan, Mm -hmm. marinara Mm -hmm. sauce, ricotta cheese, uh, and all in a pie crust. Layers. I'm talking like the thing goes this high, and then mozzarella on top, and then, ah, it's so good. I'm a. Layers, especially in like a. uh, Yeah. But you get some cheesy stuff and just. I like layers, man. I'm a vegetarian. And eggplant is one of those things I never fucking had it once until mm. I was a, became a vegetarian in New York, and then you start fucking with it, and it is the most I cannot so for good. my palate, which I have a very small palate, I don't eat a lot of stuff, but it is the most so easy to go wrong. But when it's good, it's good. And wow. there's in Queens when we used to run Rar Bar, uh, there was a pizza place right off that stop, like the thirty second Street stop or whatever that was. And a pizza place there that had a eggplant slice pizza, just eggplant on a slice, that was so good. I would order two of them, take one, eat one on the walk into the show, and have the other one to eat on the way back from walking to the train. Mm-hmm. And it, like every week, it was just yeah, so I, good. But if you I get never, it at a different the pizza place near my apartment, the eggplant 
slice sucks shit. It's terrible. You got to treat eggplant right, man. Yeah. I cook my eggplant. I slice it real thin, mm-hmm. put it in between two plates, yep. put it in the microwave for three minutes. Then I soak the excess moisture out with a paper towel. And I do that all before I even batter it and, fry yeah. and start to really you, cook it. There's a whole thing. you like. I tried to make it at home once. I tried to make an eggplant parmesan. And it, like, if you Google it, it's like you got to put it in this thing of water and you got to let it sit all night. And in the morning, the water that comes out of it is dark black. And you're like, what? <laughs> it's sick. It looks like ink. It looks like, like squid ink or something. See, oddly enough, my introduction to eggplant was from uh, Captain N, the Game Master. And oh, uh, the eggplant God. wizard. Who yeah, was sure. from Kid Icarus. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the worst villain because when he, once the eggplant wizard gets you, you're done. You just have to kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye. It's, it's a fate worse than death. I was watching. So I don't know if you guys do this, but in quarantine, we've been watching these British cooking shows. Oh yeah, and there, Great British Bake Off. There's that, but then there's also one on Hulu that's called um, uh, British Home Cooking or something like that, or UK Home Cooking. It's very good. It's the same old old lady from British Bake Off, but she has her own show. And there True was an episode. Mary Berry. Mary Berry, yeah. I okay. just tweeted the other day. Uh, uh, smoked uh, as a Washington, D.C. mayor. And smoked all that crack, right? That's right. Mary and Barry, the mayor. Uh, I tweeted, uh, <laughs> Siri, show me photos of Mary Berry's flat ass. <laughs> I thought that was fun. But, uh, but there, was an episode, <laughs> there was an episode where they had to work with, uh, they kept saying aubergine. And I was like, ooh, I wonder what this is going to be. And it's an eggplant. Yeah, yeah. And in England, they just call eggplant aubergine. And I was like, yeah. god damn, why didn't that cross the river? Yeah. Matt, you want to get a kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a pickle. Yeah. yeah, it's so weird. So weird. Uh, god damn. Well, hey, fuck, Matt, what a fantastic episode. This was a yeah, blast. Absolutely. Uh, the, now, the NFers, the fans, they love you. They are already on board. They think you're great. Tell them where they can find you on Twitter. Plug that Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Let them know. Okay. Just uh, on Twitter and Instagram, uh, at M-F-M-O-R-A-G. That's, now, that's what is that? Is that a play on M-M-O-R-G? <laughs> no, no, no. My friends would call me Morag, and then whenever I played Goldeneye, I would get most frantic, so the M-F is for most frantic <laughs> Morag. Motherfucking. It's most frantic, not motherfucking. I love that. That's fun. Yeah. 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 I lo- that's like Reamcore. That's like AOL screen name transitioned because you got into comedy too early and you didn't know you had to do the branding (laughs) i love it it went uh game yeah it went from there to myspace yeah 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 uh that's fantastic i awesome man if you want to just sit there for a second we're gonna wrap up and then we'll kick you out of here okay all right cool fantastic guest today absolutely reem thank you now where can the listeners find you buddy Find me at Reamcore. That's R E A M K O R E. God damn it! Uh, right that, on any of the things that nobody else has that handle. No, Just, and uh, search. And rumor has it you're going to be on an up, or maybe not. Rumor has it there's an upcoming episode of Playable Characters. Yeah. That's you. Who was on that episode? Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Pitfall Harry. Pitfall Harry. That's right. Oh. Yeah. 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 And so, so maybe listen to that. Uh, of course, listeners, you can find me at Patrick Hayes. That's at P-H-R-S-K-H-S-K-E. Where you'll see great tweets like that flat-ass Mary Berry shit. <laughs> uh, and also, a good friend of mine, Star Wars is uh, Shadows of the Empire's own Dash Rindar, was on Ooh. an upcoming episode of Playable Characters. So you can listen to that, too. That's coming out. I think mine comes out. Or I think Dash's comes out this week. And I The think, Outlander's uh, canon. That's right. Uh, so, so definitely check that out. Uh if you like the show, get on our Patreon. Uh, send us a dollar. Send us five dollars. 
Uh, that money, I understand we don't have it. We have a small but mighty following. But it really is saving us because we're trying to find ways to, to make the show better. And, and I think by listening, you can tell. If you go back and listen to Ryan Solomon's first remote episode from back in March or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Man, we should be getting a goddamn Webby Award for how good we've made this show since then. Uh, but so yeah, tell your friends, be cool, never die. And as always, remember, uh, if you're not an NFR, you're an MFR. So, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. here. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.